0: And Karl Heinz Riele 1-0 for Borussia Dortmund. Welcome back to another German football podcast. We're back for another weekend and. Ronan, I think I'm going to predict that FC Kilmarnock beat six 0 every week after the weekend's triumph win over Russia Dortmund. What do you think? I mean,
1: seems to be maybe that bit of reverse psychology might work for you. This is the main place to start for you.
0: You'll still be uh-huh. buzzing from it. Uh, must be i mean i've got i got into giszdo's head clearly he must have listened and so we can't get beat 6-0 we're going to go out. To be fair, i mean i didn't watch i didn't actually get to watch the full game i had, I had issues with sky over here that i didn't actually get to watch the full game which is really annoying but watching about the highlights i mean it's not like the, the two goals he scored were like three goals they were both identical poor defender from dortmund back post uh open goal for Skiri. Um and you know when you're two 0 up at Dortmund, you kind of get it's kind of that way that you kind of give them a scare and they don't really know how to react to it because I don't think Dortmund going into that game expected anything but a win. Yeah, true. They were flying before the game, really. But I mean, just looking back at
1: the stats from the game, I mean Dortmund only got four shots on target compared to Collins five. So
0: obviously the game plan worked. Game plan did work and. I, I, I just, it's absolutely buzzing you know, like a really good start I read on Twitter was the last time Kiln beat Dortmund was in 1991 and a certain Mr. Hansi Flick was playing for Kiln that day obviously Bayern Munich's five trophy manager in the past what six months um, he was playing in the midfield for um, FC Kiln so that just kind of shows how long ago it was beating Kiln and Dortmund have got a slight friendship A lot of ge- it's quite an interesting thing when we can maybe find out most of the teams, because most of the teams have got a kind of weird friendship, like Bochum and Bayern Munich have got a very weird friendship. They got on really well. Uh, but Dortmund and Köln, apparently, they got on really well. So it's good to see them finally go over one and their, their pals, we'll call them. But uh, outstanding victory. And uh, does that save Gisdall for at least till after Christmas? Just that one victory? I think it
1: will, especially how other teams down the bottom are struggling to pick up for points. Maybe apart from Mainz, they seem to have maybe turned a corner. But... That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that result at the weekend, do you think that's a one-off or do you think this will be the kind of catalyst to kind of galvanise
0: Cullen and improve them going forward, give them that confidence? Well, I think that, um, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Colin have probably got the hardest running until Christmas. And if they manage to pick, I said, I think I said they'd only pick up three points and they've already done it in the first game. I said the only game they're going to pick up points was could be mines. Um, So I think if they can, even um, this week coming, we'll speak about it later, but the game against Wolfsburg, see if they get something off a team who's not lost a game yet, completely unbeaten, if they can manage something, gaining a bit of confidence from last week, um, I I don't know, maybe maybe my comment of the bottom five will stay the bottom five, that might be true, uh, but... I don't think Killing are as bad as people are making them out to be. I think they've just kind of struggled to get things going and they've had a lot of trouble with injuries. I mean, they did start an out-and-out striker against Dortmund and they still beat them. So, what, what does that say about, um, you know, Kellen at the moment? they just... That young Jan Thielman was basically playing up top um, and you've you've got a, a team that's not playing a, a real striker most of their games this season. Yeah, no, you know Seb anderson has been in and out of injury. Um, so... It depends on the next couple of games, I think, but I agree. Gisdol's probably kept himself in the job till after Christmas, um, unless they just go in a, they just go back to normal from Saturday and go in a really bad losing run. But no, I think he's um, he's done really well there, and he cannot fault the team uh, for picking up a massive, massive three points against. I mean, Haaland, I don't know if you've seen it, but Haaland was an absolute sitter at the end. I mean, you you would you would bet your mortgage on Haaland scoring that from the angle was up.
1: I think we spoke last week about how amazing his record was, like the shots he took that went on target compared to goals, but was it wasn't the, the case this weekend. I think even when Colin scored the air we he'd expected plenty of time for Dortmund to come back, but
0: wasn't the case. Exactly. Unglaublich, as they say in uh, Deutsch, uh, which just means incredible. It was incredible, Unglaublich. Made a fantastic result. But if you look back at any other results, I mean, the, the main game I watched was an absolute cracker at the Volkswagen Arena with Wolfsburg against Wader Bremen. Your your Bremen side, they they fell short in the end. It was actually a very good first half, but 5-3, um, eight goals. That's, that is Bundesliga. That's, that's an advert for Bundesliga if you ever need one.
1: Yeah, we both watched that on Friday night. And I think we've said a lot how... Bremen were what five or six games where they drew one all
0: yeah. and
1: the game one all after 20 minutes
0: just kept on coming it's crazy i just i just remember you i remember you messaged me as soon as it went one each went don't watch anymore that's the game over <laughs> but imagine imagine i take your advice and i missed out on another seven goals <laughs> it was incredible um but just to I think we we've we've spoken about it a couple of times. Val Weghorst hadn't really hit the heights. He's now ended up six goals so far this season. So he's got a very good record. He did really well to let uh, Bartosz Bielek um get a goal at the end. He could have finished that himself, you know, but he squared it for the young Polishman. Um, and he's basically, I mean, the game was basically won, but he sealed the game for them. Um, and you know, you, you can't really you can't really complain with any of the five, any of the eight goals that kind of they went in. Uh, Riddle Bakus was a fantastic streak. Totally scoring for Wolfsburg uh, to kind of level up. So, um, and you know, Brooks grabbed two goals, just one for each team. Uh, unfortunately, the super sub Kevin Mulveld came agree. on
1: after thirty-three minutes,
0: which was, I think, it was tactical,
1: and then he scored straight away. But I think he came on because Embom was on a booking. Yeah. So, and the way things were going, maybe he thought. It was a threat that he might get sent off. It turned out all ended up getting sent off
0: himself anyway. <laughs> no, because I remember tweeting from the account saying, uh, Cofield masterclass two minutes in and he scored. And then I remember going, right, take that back. He's been sent off after like what well, I might think it was like the 70th minute or something. I don't think I think he only played about 40 minutes of the game, um, after coming on, which is <laughs> a bit crazy. I think he kind of that kind of turned the tide a wee bit, and then I think. What was what was um, impressive from Wolfsburg was that the early goal, given in by Brooks own goal in the second half, didn't really fall to them. They of Bremen didn't really come into the game in the second half at all, and I think that the third goal was about lucky for them in the end, uh, because there was I mean it's a, it a bit of a calamity of an error from Brooks to kind of kick in his own net. But uh, you've got to you've got to look at Wolfsburg and really consider where they're going to go this season because you can't filter how well they've um, started and still unbeaten, um, which is very impressive.
1: Yeah, I think we've kind of spoke about how, you know, the results haven't been the most entertaining to watch. You know, the games have been quite low scoring, but I mean, that kind of definitely threw a curveball to to that kind of stat with them scoring five and could have been more as well. I think when that Bartosz Bielet came on, I think he had a goal disallowed as well. Um, I thought he was... Quite good when he came on, and to be fair, those 5 3 they were relatively comfortable in the end. It's probably Bremen going down to 10 men probably helped that, but for large parts of the game,
0: they, they were in control. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, um, I don't know if you ever noticed though, it was like um, that if you if you look the game back, uh, look at Valve Cost. he doesn't have the Wolfsburg badge on his kit, like it's just a Playing Nike kit with a Volkswagen, or you know, like, have a look. It's really weird. I saw it the other day. Um, I just thought that must be that must be like a, one of the first times that's ever happened. But I mean, I've ever noticed that um, it's just a plane. It's just a playing kit with the badge on. Very strange. Uh, but we'll we'll head into another couple of games because there was actually considering the two the two games I mentioned was probably the highlights. Um, Unión Berlin Frankfurt there's some game that was some some goals and it's Max Cruiser the one we should probably speak about this week saying that he's the he's a shining light for Unión at the moment you know like Hallen's been for Dortmund Um, Max Kruse unbelievable just the, I mean the second goal was fantastic he keeps going penalties he's the James Tavernier of the Bundesliga he just keeps going penalties Um, but some of the crackers he scored as well this season he must be signing of the summer
1: Saturday yeah, yes. I, he's kind of totally transformed the way Union play. I think last yeah. season, their sole focus was on survival. And I think the kind of whole culture in the club and how good the atmosphere is at their home games. That You know, those big home matches against other teams you'd expect to be around the bottom, where they're bread and butter, where they won games. But now they have Max Cruz and their team. He seems to have kind of really brought another dimension to the way they play, and it gives them a lot more freedom and, you know, they seem to be a lot more free flowing in an attack, having him in the team, compared to what they were like last season. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I think we just, we've discussed this as well last week, that they were very direct, as in ball to the, the full-backs, Primo or Lentz, get, get it onto Anderson, get the ball forward to Anderson, he's going to win your headers all the time. Um, and you're maybe seeing the difference in FC Kelm being near the bottom, um, playing with Anderson up top most games and look at anyon um, Berlin now who have just they made that signing of Cruiser and it's, like you said it's completely changed the way they play and I I, I like the way Frankfurt are playing at the moment. I think, I mean, I I was speaking to a friend who's a Frankfurt fan and I was saying, look, they've not really impressed much, but, you know, they've got Andre Silva still scoring goals um, and that's probably really important for them because I think without him, they'd maybe be looking further down the table, but, you know, they're they're looking to probably consolidate that kind of like top middle part of the table um, and they're probably really unlucky because there was a good, um, good comeback in the end. Yeah, two it's down after what six minutes.
1: Yeah, was well, Frankfurt seem to also be a pretty entertaining team. I mean, we've spoke a lot about. I think there's one episode we mentioned who the best kind of strike partnership is, and again, it was Silva and Dost who got yeah. combined for the for them at the weekend. And now they have Kostic back in their team as well, getting back towards full fitness. So maybe the best is yet to come from Frankfurt, and they've they've made a
0: reasonable enough start. Yeah, you know, they're not looking terrible, but they're not looking great. Um, but I think that having that, that top two with Kamadin behind Kostic, you know, they're, they're and even Hinteregger at the back, they're, um, they're, they're players who are going to take control of games. They're, they're players who are going to to get you over the line when you're maybe not playing so well. And, you know, to come back from really, I mean, if you lose two goals in the first six minutes, you, your head's gone down, you're not... You can't you can't be confident that you're going to take Ethan away, especially away um at Union Berlin, which is a very difficult place to go. Never mind having a two goal um deficit already really early on. So I mean to see to honest credit to Frankfurt for that result, um, to come back. But are Union Berlin serious European contenders this season or do you think they will falter? I
1: think I think we said last week that this game would be kinda of a good eye opener to see yeah. where where both teams are, and it's not really opened anything up to prove who's going to finish where because it ended a draw. But I mean, at the moment,
0: you can't really write them off. They've not, won- not at all. only won one game. <laughs> it's it's <kind> of mental. <laughs> it's actually it's crazy that just such a new team. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk a bit about more in depth for next week's game. Um, but just it's incredible watching the way they are now and. I wouldn't write them off at the moment. They've scored 21 goals. I mean, that I think they're, yeah. they're joint top-ahead the behind Bayern. Home. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, with Dortmund, that, just them and Dortmund they are on 21 behind Bayern on 31. So, if you thought on Berlin were going to be the top goal scorers of the season, I mean, you wouldn't really have thought it. But, like we said, they had an easy start to the season uh, without giving them any discredit. But they've taken the points that they did to take um, and they've came off of that really positively. So, We'll, I mean, we'll go back on to Neon in a bit, but fairly fairly impressive from them. And we'll jump down to the bottom end of the table now and Schalke just, it's really weird because they played well against Gladbach from what, like, you know, they, they started off really well. They gave uh, Hope, I'm, I think it's Hope because it's two Ps, but he's American. So I'm, well, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. They gave him a debut. Um, I, see if you're that age um, and you're a youngster at Schalke, are you wanting to get a debut just now? Would you want to come into that team or would you rather just stay away from it? I mean, it's a tough place to go and make your debut in,
1: but I suppose you have nothing to lose because the senior players ahead of you haven't been doing it. So I think maybe when fans see a younger player come in, they kind of give them the benefit of the doubt Yeah. compared to the senior player who's letting them down. They'd be annoyed, but they know a the youngster has a bit more pressure on them, but you know they're giving it their all. But... Yeah, as you said, they actually. I watched quite a lot of this game and I sort of thought they started all right and they deserved to be level when Roman scored. There you go, fantastic goal. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, they were still in the game at half time, but when it went 3-1 just inside the second half, that was game over from that point on, really. You could tell that their heads were down, there was no way back. But they just didn't really get the rub of the green when they needed it most, like when the game was... Kind of a lot tighter in opening stages. They didn't quite get that break of the ball that they need, and then once Gladbach got their two goal cushion, they kind of played about a lot more freedom, and got their fourth goal in the end as well.
0: So, yeah, definitely. And I'm just looking at the lineup. You know, they've got at least three players born after 2004, because Kabak actually is as well. Sorry, so you're looking at at least four players born within 2004 or five. That's kind of it's a it's is it like we kind of mentioned a wee bit there, but like is that a good thing that they're bringing the young the youngsters through now, or do you think you're kind of setting them up for a bit of failure if they go down?
1: It's kind of setting them up for a wee bit of failure, especially the way things are going and the fact that they've not got as many senior players to lead them through because they've basically told them all
0: to piss off. (laughs) uh, I uh, I think Mascarell coming back in, you know, to be a captain again, you know, that's probably good for them, you know, having him there. You know, you look at... Cedar and Mascarell is a very good middle two. Like, that's a middle two that any Bundesliga team would probably take out with maybe uh, Bayern. Even Dortmund could probably, like, wouldn't be out of place if they went inside Cedar. So it's it's a very strange, like, situation at Schalke, but... We've spoken about the Schalke far too much that we just it's it's difficult to kind of to gain any more new information out of them. But what do you think about Gladbach? You know, very disappointing. Not this this point is probably a, diff, a hard harsh word, but to lose that game against Inter uh, when they played really well and they came back a couple of times, I still somebody needs to explain to me why that's offside because I don't think he's got in, into field to play at all and um, Bolo at the end to kind of draw level it was a great goal. Um, but they're still going to qualify. It looks like, um, which we did not did not um, predict at all. But you've seen a lot of people saying like, "Oh, this group's mocked up." Let's look at the state of this group. Why not? Why not? Can, why does Real Madrid and Inter Milan need to qualify because they've got the name? Why can't Shakhtar do really well? I mean, Shakhtar lost ten nil on aggregate to Gladbach, but they've just beat Real Madrid twice. That that's surely that's what the Champions League's all about. It's not about Real Madrid and Inter Milan coasting through the group. Yeah, it exactly. is. You know, Gladbach and Shakhtar are clearly there on merit
1: where, yeah. you know, performances kind of put them exactly where they deserve to be. But the result last night, obviously, Gladbach will be disappointed. Came away with nothing from it, but they obviously still have the last game of the group stage to to kind of seal it. I hope they go through because they do deserve it, the way they've played and been scoring goals freely and the goals they've scored, they've scored some absolute belters as well. Mm. I still remember, I think, was it, a pass from Neuhaus against oh, Inter. Yeah. And then I think there was one, was it maybe two ramp to play at or vice versa in one of other games that stand out. Um, so yeah, it's been obviously an exciting group. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming, especially with how well Inter did last season. But I think their fans have kind of turned on them a bit. I saw someone on Twitter about fans protesting basically <laughs> How Inter have been doing, but maybe that result last night's kind of transferred things for them a bit as well. But I mean,
0: five games in in the group still completely out in the open. Aye, definitely. Uh, just I just touch on that game before we go. Um, obviously, if you've seen at the end, Marco Rosa I mean, quite a few players had a bit of a tussle, but Marco Rosa's went up to the, the, the officials and. Th- He's came he's came on TV and he's when they've asked him what did you say to the officials he's came away and said, I said, Have a nice Christmas. Um I don't believe that's what he said. I'd love to believe that's what he said, but he looked very angry and that's not a sentence that you would um you would say in a, that sort of tone. So I think he was he was very disappointed um at the the goal getting chopped off. Uh but like we said, they're, they're on merit, they're doing very well. You can't you can't really falter them. So he's hoping as Bundesliga fans that they can they can push on and, you know, I mean, they've definitely qualified for the, the Europa League anyway. So there'll definitely be more European football coming to Gladbach, uh after December. But um, if we just kind of quickly run off the, the last couple of games, Bayern's coming back after a slight shock to Stuttgart. You know, Stuttgart looked like they're going to pick up something from that game after going ahead early on by Munich showing their, their strength again. And um, did you like um, Thomas Mueller's um, quote of, can you do it at a rainy night in Stoke? But we're in Stuttgart and not Stoke and it's not windy. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it, 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 it was a proper Thomas Mueller moment. Um, but he's, he's, I think that was a fairly accurate quote because if you think about 10 years ago, Stoke City were that team that all the top teams really found it difficult to beat. Um, and I think Stuttgart are that team at the moment, um, so I don't think I don't think three um, ones really kind of praising Bayern at all. I think it's kind of praising Stuttgart because he played really well uh, from what he was seen. Um, and I think yeah, I, I, caught,
1: I caught a bit of that game as well, and Bayern did have to dig deep to get that result. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but Stuttgart also had a goal disallowed to make it uh, to go two one in front, basically mm. instantly after Coleman equalised. Because Neuer had an absolute howler. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but yeah, it got disallowed for offside in the end because I think the Stuttgart attacker pulled Neuer's jersey. But mm. yeah, he had the shocker, but he got away with it in the end. It was a proper
0: bad. A, a weird goalkeeping error every week so far, but uh, Bayern, you know, back to the top of the league. They won't be. They won't be complaining. Picking up the points, they're probably delighted to pick up the points. Um, and then you look at other games, Leipzig picking up a, a, late, you know, kind of, a win against, um, I mean, a Bielefeld, Angelino scored a great goal. I mean, like you said, he's like a cheat code for fantasy. He just doesn't, he's not stopping. Um, and he looks like he's going to continue to be probably one of the best defenders in the season. Yeah, I think so. I think he was up there last season from after he joined, but
1: maybe this Saturday he might be a bit quieter away to Bayern. But you yeah. can never him off the way he's performed
0: so far. And Fabian Close finally getting a goal back in the Bundesliga um, for Bielefeld, so that's good to see. Uh, But it was kind of all too late for Bielefeld after, you know, 2-0 down to Leipzig. You don't really expect them to come back for anything. And then we've got the three draws, which didn't seem the most exciting. Uh, But from what I've seen of um, the Freiburg game, they're probably quite disappointed to, to leave Augsburg without the three points.
1: Yeah, that was maybe the game for them too kind of turn a corner because I think both of us have kind of thought been a wee bit wary of them recently mm. with our form. Um and especially after the Mainz result the other week as well. But um yeah all all three games ended draws Waiver Cousin be Hertha Berlin as well and Mainz Hoffenheim. Uh, possibly a good point for Mainz that in all things considered with the start they've made you know four points in their last two games, kind of turned a corner a wee bit and they played Bielefeld this weekend, so that's another big game for them. Yeah, if
0: they if they pick up something from Bielefeld, I think they'll go quite far. I, they might be disappointed that they've went ahead again, um, and they've failed to kind of keep it going. But I don't think um at the moment a Mains fan would really be critical of picking up a point away to Hoffenheim. Um, just uh, lastly on Hoffenheim before we, we jump on, do you think Hoffenheim are in real danger at the moment?
1: Now, a lot of it's kind of out with their control, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. they've had so many COVID cases um, at the club, which is kind of, you know, taking away so many players that have been available for them. But I mean, they're still doing. I mean, they're doing okay in the league, sitting twelfth. But obviously, they'd like to be higher, and they've done well in Europe, so I mean, they're not disastrous. I mean, they're three points away from eighth. It's not awful. So I think.
0: They're going through a bit of a sticky patch, but I think they'll come out the other end of it. Okay, they've definitely got a new manager in uh, Hohunis, uh, you know, coming from the La last season, um, with winning the league with Bayern Munich as uh, Um So maybe he just needs a bit more time, kind of bedding in. I think Hoffenheim aren't going to live to the heights anymore that they did under Nagelsmann. I think they got very lucky with them. Um, you know, maybe not lucky because they, it was a bit of very brave for them to give. I, really, I mean, what was he 28 at the time he took over Hoffenheim? Uh, very brave to give a young manager that. And they, I mean, they merited, they re- took, reaped the rewards of bringing in Nagelsmann at the time. Um, so many kind of top six finishes um, playing in uh, European football. They played in the Champions League a couple of times, I'm sure. So. Maybe Hoffenheim are just kind of heading back to being just Hoffenheim again instead of Nagelsmann's Hoffenheim.
1: Yeah, I think we've spoken about how European football might affect them. Obviously, the COVID cases had a big impact now as well. But just looking at their group, they've played 4-1-4. They're already through. So mm. maybe it kind of reverses now that they can kind of take their foot off the gas a wee bit in Europe and concentrate more on the league so yeah. they don't get caught because they know they're, they're guaranteed to go through and they've been pretty convincing in the group as well, only considering one goal. So maybe that gives them a bit of fo- focus to come back on the week, and they don't have to, you know, they can rest
0: people in Europe rather than having people fatigued for week games. We'll move on to the week in coming and probably the biggest game coming up, which will be on Friday night. So one of the biggest games coming up in the weekend, you know, the Berlin Derby. Berlin Derby is going to be a... a I mean, it's a a huge game over in Germany uh, because it's only recently been a Bundesliga. Like last year was the first time it was ever a Bundesliga um, rivalry um, because Union have never really, uh, and Union have only recently been in the Bundesliga as well. So, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see because Union are flying as we spoke about at length at the start um, and Hertha kind of. No Faltering, but they're, they're there or thereabouts at the moment, and they're not really looking like they're going to impress. What is your initial thoughts coming into this? Do you think, which is a very strange thing to say, but do you think, um, Union are just going to run away with this? I, I think they are, they do go into it as favourites, um, but
1: I, I wouldn't write off her. time. They've got a good squad, but I mean, it's a derby that I think has created kind of a lot of hype around it, but maybe the best we haven't seen the best of this derby yet, um. I think, obviously, it didn't help. that The second one last season was played behind closed doors and I think Hertha ran away with it quite comfortably. But, yeah, I think the best is yet to come from the same. You'd like to see both teams having a proper good goal at each
0: other. Yeah, you'd love to see that. I think uh, it's going to be really interesting because like we've spoken at length a couple of times now about Berlin's kind of football and nature. And it's not really... I mean, it, I, I, I think it's not looked at as a very big footballing city. But, i I mean, if you look at... If you look deep into it, I think it is. You know, there's what six teams competing in the Liga at the moment. Um, mix kind of, it's kind of a mix of kind of where they are in the table. It's not like they're all dominating or anything. Uh, but there's some really interesting teams um, if you look at it in, in the Regenau Liga. But obviously now Berlin have got two teams um, in the Bundesliga. You, you're kind of. Yeah, you're maybe looking at them more like a, a footballing city now. Um, and with Union playing so well at the moment to me, if they beat uh, Hertha on Friday night, before any of the games are played, they'll jump up to third, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think the the difference is at the moment with Hertha, Hertha have got Cunha, but Cunha's not working the strings the way Max Cruiser maybe is. Cunha's fairly... I, 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 Maybe harsh on the player, but I think he's quite an individual player. Whereas Cruiser brings everyone into the game. Um, kind of, I mean, slightly different positioning. But I, I think um, if you look at the top, the top two players in each team at the moment is probably Cruz and Cunha. Um, but Cruiser's doing more team wise than maybe uh, Cunha is for Hertha, and that may be the difference uh, on Friday night. Yeah, possibly.
1: Although on the flip side of that, Cunha is the type of player who can, you know, create something out and come up with a wonder strike like he did against Dortmund a couple of weeks ago, so Hertha obviously have that in their ranks, but I agree. obviously we spoke about just about 10 minutes ago how impressed we were by them, but in terms of Berlin as like a football city, I think it is someone that's definitely growing as one. I mean, Hertha obviously have I mean, they've spoken about it for years without really fulfilling it, but their ambitions are how big a club they want to become, Yeah. being competing in Europe, you know, they're a couple of big ambitions, Union are getting better and better, the more they're in the Bundesliga, and there's always so many clubs down below in the Reganliga that it is, so you know, a really good football and city, and maybe you know, people
0: don't give it the, the credit it deserves. Yeah, I think Hertha need to go to the Olymp- Stadion as well. Uh, I think for them to, like you said, to kind of be that big team that they want to be in in Germany, I think they need out the Olympus Stadion get their own stadium, um, they kind of. Because I've not been to a game there, but from what I've heard a couple of times, you know, sometimes you, you get it like half full because it's such a big stadium and they're not going to fill it every weekend. I think if you get them a nice smaller stadium um, in that side of Berlin, you know, keep to the to the west side of Berlin, keep it a west and east derby, um, they, they could maybe, you know, if a team's got their own stadium, they're looked at a bit differently as well. So I think that that's a big thing for them to to push on. Uh, and be that team but at the moment you know it's it's hard to predict anything but a draw or a union a win at the moment
1: Yeah I'm unsure of the way the game's going to go if it's going to be like a tightly contested derby or if it's going to be quite open because both teams have scored and conceded quite a few goals so far mm-hmm. I mean we said Union are you know, second highest scorers but you know, we're 21, whereas Hertha have scored 15, conceded 18. So, you know, they've been been playing goals involving them as well. But, I mean, it was in the fixture last season, It kind of, I didn't know how it would go as well. kind of thought it would be quite a tight game and Hertha won 3 nil.
0: So, I mean, it's hard to predict. I don't know what way it's going to go, really. Yeah, and no, that's why it's got to be kind of the match of the week, uh, of the match of the day, definitely. It's going to be an incredible game. So get tuned in on BT to watch um the Berlin Derby it should be an absolute cracker. Um, next couple of games you're looking at Freiburg, Gladbach. Are Gladbach going to be hindered by that really impressive performance against Inter? You know, high energy performance to then play on Saturday. Um, do you think that they'll um drop points against Freiburg, or do you think they'll probably just kind of edge it out? Uh, I
1: still fancy Gladbach to To beat them, especially after watching Freiburg a fortnight ago, and the fact Freiburg didn't manage to beat Augsburg either, maybe Gladbach should probably have too much for them. I've, every time I've watched them, I've been pretty impressed, especially with the, the amount of players they have that are so good going forward and defensively as well. Um, and Freiburg, they do, I like, I like Gunter and Grifo, I think they're quite impressive, but yeah, yeah,
0: I think my back will have still have too much for him. Yeah, I'm going to give you that one, and then which could be a very good game after is going to be Frankfurt, Dortmund, and Frankfurt. You know, Dortmund need to they need to like it sounds. like it, they're not Bayern, but they need to they need to show something after losing to Kill. That was a shock result for them. Uh, and I'm just going to keep bringing up the fact that they lost to Kylen, um last week, and um, just to see him, right, <laughs> see him anything if you mention it. Uh, but losing to Kiln. Um isn't good for them. They need to bounce back. Um, obviously they'll be playing in the Champions League. Um, tonight as we're recording this, would you? They need to beat. They need to beat Lazio. Just to kind of prove a point in the group, I don't think they need to beat them to qualify. But if they beat Lazio, do you think that that will kind of spur them on to to a big result against Frankfurt? Or are you kind of thinking Frankfurt could cause them problems?
1: I think maybe the European games are a decent distraction from what happened at the weekend for them. But I think we also saw last week, the difference between Bayern and Dortmund is when they meet and play each other, Bayern seem to always come out on top. So it's about who has that consistency against the other teams in the league, which obviously we spoke about, um, Bayern faltering against uh, Hoffenheim and almost against Hertha, but none of us saw that coming. And maybe that's the consistency against those other teams that I think that game last weekend has put a lot of pressure on the Frankfurt game coming up. And it's not going to be easy for them as well. You know, Frankfurt have a strong squad. We've already spoken about their dangerous players that they've got. You know, they have a really strong spine in their team and they've got ambitions to get back into Europe again. So they've got a point to prove and maybe they'll see Dortmund being slightly vulnerable from last weekend's result and the way Colin played against them, they can, you know, learn from that and possibly find other ways to, to break Dortmund down and, and beat them.
0: Definitely, and if you're going to compare them to Munich in that sense, Munich beat uh, Frankfurt five 0 earlier in the season. So Dortmund are going to have to take a pick out a big result against uh, Frankfurt. The weekend if they're going to keep up consistency, kind of reasons with um, Munich. So well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think that will be quite a good game to watch as well. I don't know if that'll be the game that's live on BT or in the UK or not because it's probably it eye yeah. Probably the most eye-catching game, but for me. The most eye-catching game, and I'm not saying this as a Kiln fan, but I think this could be a very interesting game, as we spoke before, uh, is going to be Kern uh, against Volksburg, because Kerl obviously coming butt off the back of that win against Prussia Dortmund, which I've not mentioned yet. Um you, you've got to you've got to think that they're going to take some confidence from that, surely. Um and then they're going up, but they're going up against Volksburg who have not uh, lost a game this season and are starting to to pick up the pace. So for me, this could be a very exciting game. Or it could be an absolute thumping from Wolfsburg. But the last time I said that, Köln went and beat uh, Borussia Dortmund. Again, I've not mentioned that yet. Um, so if if I say 6-0 to Wolfsburg, Köln might go beat them. But um, I, I think it could be a very tight game, probably with a Wolfsburg win um, by the end of it. But I would have been writing off Köln for some of these games now after proving that they can, they can maybe pull off a short result that teams like Schalke, Bielefeld just don't look like they're going to do. Yeah, I mean looking I think Wolfsburg see coming to the game
1: unbeaten as well, but looking back at the record, it's not a place Volksburg have done well at. The last three times they've played in Cologne, Cologne have won every single time. Three one last year, uh one 0 yeah. and and yeah, the last and before that three one win, both other games were one nil wins for, for Cologne as well. So that's three games in a row played in Cologne and Cologne have won them all. So it's not been Happiest hunting ground for Volsburg, so maybe that's a record they, they need to kind of rectify. But I don't know how much that plays into players, you know, if there's so many new signs every year that I don't know how much that actually matters. But nah. maybe it is kind of a bogey team for them away from home.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think Wolfsburg have always kind uh, of been that kind of bogey team for um, Wolfsburg, especially from home, like you mentioned. So for me, I mean, if you, if you I don't know if they're going to keep the same line up against. Because obviously the, the young uh, Sestich started um, for Kylian at the weekend. And I remember messaging beforehand going, was he playing a youngster against Dortmund like in his debut? And then he apparently played really well. So I don't know if he's going to keep the line-up. Uh, because, I mean, if you look at last season, um, when Kattebalt came in for his first game against Paderborn, that was one of the games I actually went to. Um, he was outstanding. And then he became a mainstay in the team. So... Uh, you, you that was under Gizdoll as well so you're kind of wondering does Will Gisdall keep that starting 11 because of the result or do you think he's going to revert back to playing a different kind of style of football with maybe and- I'm not sure if Anderson is back I know he's training individually at the moment last I saw so do you think that it's a, it's a chance for some consistency in the squad because he keeps changing up uh, do you think he should keep the same starting 11 considering there's no main striker in the team and the youngster Sestich Um was playing as well. Yeah, I
1: think surely after going so long without a win, that surely the team who gets it, especially the way they got it as well away to Dortmund, you have to kind of keep the faith with them and stick with that team because it clearly worked. We said as well that, you know, it wasn't like a total fluke that Cullen had two shots against the run of play and they both went in. You know, they they had more shots on target than Dortmund did in in 90 minutes. So it, it clearly worked. So... Possibly it
0: would be silly to change that, but. Yeah, but I, 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 as you were talking, I just realised that uh, Rafael Zico's went off injured, so he probably won't have the same start eleven. I think Zico's will probably be out. Don't know if that maybe frees up some space for like Ezebue, who missed out. Um, but I think just the way he changed the formation and stuff, and it worked, I don't know. If they keep the consistency as much as they can, with Zico's obviously being out. Um, I don't know, there could be anything. I think it's gonna be a very, very interesting game to have a look at. Um, one game that I'm not too excited about. I mean, I think kind of said a bit harsh, but it's considering I'm wearing one of the team's jerseys at the moment. Uh Bielefeld against Mainz. It's not it's not really eye-catching for me, just because of the way the two teams play. Um, do you think Mainz will push on again? Or do you think this is Bielefeld's own like First real chance to prove that they can survive in this league.
1: Yeah, I think this is a bigger game for Bielefeld than it is for Mainz, probably because Bielefeld are home and Mainz come into the game on the back of two good results. But, I mean, it isn't the most eye-catching for the neutral, but in terms of how
0: the Bundesliga is going to pan out down the bottom of the season, it's a pretty big game. Definitely, definitely. um, I would... uh... Maybe do you think close getting off the score sheet might give him some confidence because he's I, I mean he's, I don't think he needs to have confidence to score goals. We've seen that in the Zweita Bundesliga and dritte Liga for the past couple of years now. He's not he's not a confident striker, he's just he just he's just a very good striker, but he's not set the light. And I don't know if maybe to compare him to Simon Teroda, um, because you look at Torodah now, I think he's he's either top of the Zweita Liga charts or he's near the top for Hamburg, but he maybe scored three goals for Köln last season. Um, and then the year before that, you're looking at 20 odd or 20 or goals he scored. So maybe you just, you get some players just find the level, and maybe Klaus has found his level in his vital league. Um, but not to write him off, do you think that he could still become that man to do something for a Bielefeld side? They've only scored six goals in nine games. Yeah, I mean, I
1: think we said that possibly Bielefeld not having that kind of standout attacker. Or- could be what separates them from going down. But this is the, these are the types of games where players like Kloss and that have to come good because they're must-win games. So it's a type of game that they, they'll be looking at, thinking, you know, to win 1-0 and Kloss pops up with a winner. These are the games they will be aiming for that to happen. So it's quite a big one for him and the club as a whole, really.
0: Definitely. And if you look at it, the striking options for both sides are you going to pick Kloss and Cordova over um, Mateta and Klaison? That's That shows the difference. It shows the difference yeah. between the, the, the teams. You know, Manks are struggling, but look at the quality that they do they do actually have going forward um, compared to most of the other squads, which is quite impressive. I think Mateta and Kaison are great goal scorers, and they've proven that with the past couple of seasons. Um, so, you know, it's disappointing, but... I think uh, Bielefeld, they're not really been convincing me at the moment. Um, big game on Saturday night, uh, it's Bayern Munich against Leipzig. Is this a game that Bayern again could falter? Or do you think resting all the players during the, the Champions League uh, might benefit them coming into this game? And do you think that was a tactic for this game? Or do you think it's just a tactic because the players need a rest?
1: Yeah, I think it was probably it, it made sense. I mean, they'd already qualified for the Champions League, so there was no need to to risk anyone, especially away to at Atletico Madrid. That would have been a a really tough kind of grueling game. That so would have just taken a lot out of people. So they would have probably had this and probably prioritised this, which I think was the right thing to do. Mm. Because we're Leipzig sitting second in the table as well. It's you know this can really sit, you know bring a five point gap between those two clubs. So, it probably was the right thing to do. And where Leipzig haven't played tonight as well, it means they have to play their full strength team with one day's less rest. So, I mean, everything kind of points in Bayern's favour, I suppose, for it, despite yeah. good Leipzig have been
0: as well, I suppose. I know, and we mentioned earlier, it's like a game that Angelino probably needs to be at his best. It's all looking like um, Munich could probably probably the team that, that that comes out top of the, the late game on Saturday then. Yeah, I think so. Everything seems to kind of point in their favour. Aye, so your team, further Bremen against Stuttgart, and then Schalke by Leverkusen on Sunday. Do any of those games kind catch of catch your head?
1: Uh, well, Bremen-Stuttgart's been two teams who've been pretty decent this season and that we've both been impressed with. Bremen against Stoke. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, they've both been good, but looking, can, I mean, Bremen have only actually won two games this season for, you know, how decent they've been. Isn't that great? And, you know, they're both locked on the living points. So pretty even, nothing much to separate them really. And um, both of them, I mean, they have identical records, two wins, five draws, two defeats. So possibly this could be one where draw draws on the cards, both two
0: evenly matched teams. Another one each. Could be looking that way, to be fair. A brave and special? <laughs> no, it's been both teams are doing quite well. So, I I mean, it looks like it could be one of those games that just kind of cancels each other out and they'll both be happy going home with a point. And then Schalke against Leverkusen, you can't see anything else other than a Leverkusen win at the moment. I just don't see where Schalke's win is going to come from.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Leverkusen will be, be too good for them. There's no kind of signs, warning signs for Leverkusen to say that's not going to be the case.
0: Uh, definitely and it depends on how Leverkusen line up in the Europa League um on Thursday night. Because if they if they start a decent enough team, are they going to put a second string team out against Schalke? Because I mean which which side are you going to pick um to put your second team out against? Is it Schalke or is it in the Europa League because they could probably do both? Yeah, I mean a lot of their
1: rotation options are, are really good as well. I mean I like we said last week how when they rotate the team, it doesn't really tend to weaken it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Alario has been firing. he's recently had a rest. Patrick Schicks came in, scored. Uh left-back, Vendell, and gravin You know, all their attacking options. I mean, there's so many. I think we reel off the names every week about, you know, the players they have going forward. So, I mean, whatever team they put out, I think it will be stronger than what Schalke have. But,
0: yeah, I can only see one winner. Definitely, and then Monday night you, you're treated to a Monday night game. Not that I mean I I, I don't think many uh, Germans have got an issue just now because of the Geisterspielers Spielers and no one going to the games. But Monday night fixture Hoffenheim Augsburg, could this be a good game or could this be a I like I think it could be a game that both teams are probably needing to get back to winning ways. Um, so one team is going to come out of this and looking pretty poor, and one team is going to come out going. This, this could be the start of their season again.
1: Yeah, both teams kind of need a result to kind of kick-start them again. Although Augsburg are still sitting eighth. I mean, we spoke about them falling away for a wee while and they're, they're still doing all right. Picked up a point at home to Freiburg last week. Um, but, I mean, Hoffenheim, if there was a time to play Hoffenheim, it possibly is now at the time they're kind of faltering a wee bit. But, as I say, they'll probably rest people on Thursday night and they'll be able to go full strength on Monday. Um, but it is a game which possibly reasonably difficult to call. Would you say
0: they're kind of evenly matched at the moment? Probably. Um, which, I mean, you wouldn't have said this last season or the year before. Uh, but at the moment, Hoffenheim, you know, Kramerich coming back is great for them. If you get Kramerich playing on form, they're not going to finish near the bottom of the table. That being said, Augsburg as a team have been very good this season in certain games. I mean, they have only won three games, but they've also only lost three games. So I think maybe a wee bit of consistency there's not ter- not been too bad. And that's probably what Hoffenheim are missing in the games. So for me, could be an interesting game. It could also be a very boring draw at the end of it just because of the way both teams have been. But this could maybe kick on one of the teams to continue kind of going into that kind of after this kind of first third of the season's over, um, to kind of continue to continue and try push up the table again.
1: Yeah, I mean, Augsburg, their away form has actually been reasonably good this season. they won away to Union, drew away to Wolfsburg, drew away to Gladbach. So, you know, despite it being away from home, you know, there are clearly no mugs on the road. And Hoffenheim had a disappointing result there other week on a Monday night game as well when they got comfortably beaten at
0: home by by Union. So, I mean, it's difficult to call which way it'll go. Definitely. So we we'll kind of move on then. We'll bring back kind of a wee segment that we've kind of we've forgot about recently, uh, with the twin towns. But it's, we're bringing it back for a certain reason. If you look at his right to the Bundesliga table, you will not see Hamburg or at the top. You will see Greuther Fürth, Greuter Fürth team in Bavaria. They are twinned with my hometown of Paisley. So this is the kind of wee link we've kind of got going um, to bring the twin towns back. So Greuther uh, Fürth, the the town twinned with paisley it's a very interesting kind of twin because we've spoken already about nuremberg and glasgow and if you look at a map where furt is compared to nuremberg it's basically joined onto it and it's kind of similar to where paisley as in Gla- to glasgow so it's kind of makes sense it's like the the kind of Renfrewshire glasgow area pushed together inside the franconian part of um, B- bavaria but that's what they call it it's like the um, both teams are big rivals, um, Nuremberg and Greuther Um, And obviously, you know, they're not rivals, but um Mern and Celtic and Rangers have always had that. Because they're so close by, they've always been good kind of way tendencies and stuff in Paisley. So it's probably slightly similar in that way, but obviously not at all because the, the Franconian Derby, as it's called, is a very big derby. And Furth came out on top of that on, at the weekend. Uh, which put them top of the league, in Nuremberg are kind of sitting bottom, so it's kind of uh, disappointing for Nuremberg, but they got it to Firth, doing really well. My, my one thing is, before comparing them to being a fan, as a Smon fan myself, um, they do play in green and white hoops, so we're maybe aiming towards people in Paisley who support Celtic, <laughs> because I don't imagine anyone else. Um, they've also got a big shamrock in the middle of their badge, and they are called Clevelather, that's their nickname, which is basically like a shamrock, like a clover leaf. So, um, yeah, I'm not actually sure of if they've got like proper Irish origins or wherever this nickname actually came from, because I mean, in the south of Germany, it doesn't really make sense. But uh, here we go, they're, they're playing green white hoops with a, a three leaf course on their uh, badge. But, you know, a 15,000 seat capacity stadium at the Sport Park Um But a team that's historically at the very start of German championships you know they've, they've won three already they've won one uh, it's Vita Bundesliga back in 2011 12 season they spent one year in the, the the Bundesliga but they finished bottom came straight back down and they've kind of been floating about um this Vita Liga again for the past Ooh. what seven years now but a bit mixed so they're not a team that's always going to be finishing bot- near the bottom they're not a team that always finishes at the top but they had a very good season um the year they came back down but they finished third and they went back up but um, ninth place last season, probably not the greatest. But you look at the team, they've actually got a lot of very interesting players at the moment. You know, Julian Green kind of came through Germany at a time. He was going to be a good young player. He's playing for them, the American, uh, Norwegian, H- Havard Nielsen as well, striker. We've got, got a couple of decent players just to kind of have a look at. Might be a team, you know, that you can maybe look to follow. I don't know if um, we may maybe create a link between saint and and The Firth just by... Th- being a fan myself, I don't imagine many, many smart fans are going to follow a team that's playing green in my hips, but anyway, it's um, it's because of the interesting derby with Nuremberg and stuff, I think that'd be quite a, a cool team to kind of look at. they they play good football as well, they're not they've never really been a team that every time I've seen them, they've always been playing really well. Um, they've got a second team as well, they play in Oberliga in Bayern, so that's probably the highest they can go up to at the moment. Um, but there's a there's a kind of link between my hometown Paisley and the top of his Vital League at the moment, uh, so great effort. So maybe that's a team that anyone from Paisley might be interested in if they're looking at some new German football team to get involved with, especially that they're doing being so successful as well.
1: I don't I don't know if the green and white hoop, but I suppose there is a, a lot of Celtic fans in Paisley.
0: So there is. <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for that being a Paisley buddy myself. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, a team that's always sitting in the second league, maybe maybe some Celtic fans might want a smaller team because they can't handle getting beat um one game. So I might they might not be able to support them either. Um, not to, to mention them at all. But it'd be interesting. <laughs> so there we go. Paisley and Furt, and it's Greuter um top of the Zweite Bundesliga at the moment. Right. So Again, we're going to do another quiz. It's my turn to quiz Ronan. Again, Ronan, just to confirm that you've not been told anything about what this quiz is about before I get to it started. Yeah, I don't know anything. So, I mean, um... the, one, the one thing I gave you was that it might be tougher. So I'm interested to see how you get on. I think we've
1: all done well in the quizzes so far, so pressure's on for someone to have that just first bond.
0: The only hint I'll give you at the moment is that it also includes some Zvaita Bundesliga, just to, make it, just to make it a wee bit tougher and more interesting, okay? So how do you feel about that? Not bad. I'm happy to give her a go and test my knowledge. Okay, so basically I'm going to go through teams that compete in the Bundesliga and the League Liga, stadiums, and you're going to tell me which team plays at that stadium. Oh, this could be bad. <laughs> so that's been quite a good one you know we'll incorporate some Zvita Bundesliga into it because I feel like I mean Bundesliga stadiums most of them you can kind of you can figure out most of them you'll not be able to figure out um I think I mean I've, I didn't know many of the names and I feel some of them have changed but some of them I've got like the name and the title and some of them you're going to guess straight away um so let's keep it interesting so obviously there's um So, there's obviously um, 18 teams in both leagues. So, let's see how you got on um, with that. So, we'll just kick it off really nice and easy. And who plays at the Wild Park Stadion or the Wild Park Stadion? (laughs) This isn't easy at all. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Fraud. I'm saying that I'm a fraud because I don't know. (laughs) A (laughs) fraud, please.
0: I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want a list of the teams in front of you, I'll let you allow that, but just make sure that you don't have the stadiums near it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's not a Bundesliga
1: team because
0: I think I've recognised yeah. it. So. See, that's it's probably a good thing, is you'll recognise all the Bundesliga teams' stadiums, probably, but will and the, you might not have can most of these Vital League teams. I did not know this one. And I'll give you a hint. Yes, there's Vitaliga, and they're also building it at the moment, rebuilding it at the moment. Don't know, I could just
1: punt out a random Vitaliga team name,
0: Saint Pauli. No, it's not Saint Pauli. It is Karlsruhe Karlsruhe Stadium. So you're at zero points so far out of thirty-six. We'll try, we'll try and go through them uh, a bit quickly. Uh, if you if you're not getting, I'll give you like a 10 second timer to to punt out a team, alright. Okay, right, I'll actually give you an easy one. That's time to get a point on the board. Who plays at the Signal in Duna Park? Dortmund. There we go. One point on the board. Quick, end that one. Uh, we'll stay... No, we won't. Why would I give you a hint if we're going to stay in the Bundesliga? We might jump around. We don't know. Who plays at the Schwarzwald Stadion? Hmm. Don't know. I'll give you a hint. It's gonna be their last season at the stadium. Ten, nine, eight. Dunno. Guessing they're moving or building a new six, one. But five. Four. Bigger team? Good news Liga. Uh, we've spoken about the last the last couple of weeks. Don't know. Freiburg. Oh yeah, of course. Freiburg, uh, Schwarzwald Stadion. Um, do you know who plays at the Eintracht Stadion? Surely that's the Eintracht Frankfurt. Surely not. I'll give you another guess. Think of another team that starts with Eintracht. Braunschweig? Yes, I'll give you that. Yes. Okay. So actually, on two, you're in two out of four. So far, that's that's not bad. Okay, this will be a trick one for you. Who plays at Sport Park Runoff?
1: Runoff, the Schalke goalie, plays there himself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sport Park Runoff. Runoff. I'll give you a clue. I said it five minutes ago. Were you listening? I don't know. (laughs) No. Twin Towns. Oh Grooter Firth. <laughs> right so you're you're at three, uh, two for five so far. Um right, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a hint now if it's Vitaliga or Bundesliga and that, see if that helps. Um who plays at the Max Morlock Stadion in this Vitaliga? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a FIFA. No idea. Um, I've also mentioned them in this podcast. Nuremberg. Yep, I'll give you that.
1: Should sure, no, that. No, I'm
0: an FM. I know. No. <laughs> three, from, three from six. Um. Right, we'll jump back to the Bundesliga, and do you know who plays at the Von Invest Vissar Stadion? Uh, Werder Bremen. There we go. <laughs> you had to get that one right. <laughs> right. Okay, you've got four. We'll stick in the Bundesliga, and I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm giving you an easy one, but I'm going to need to say that at some point, who plays at Allianz Arena? Bayern. Yep. So you've got five now. Five, right um, okay who plays at the Volkspark Stadion in the vitaliga Liga uh, Hamburg there we go you're getting there you're getting into rhythm now I think you're getting it but there's so many <laughs> uh, there's so many I've not said that you're not going to get I'll um, we'll stick to Zvital Liga and the clue is in their name if you know the whole name <laughs> so do you know who plays at the Sparkassen Erzeberger Stadion
1: Erzberg,
0: oh, or how Herze- There we Herze- go, yeah. <laughs> right, you're, you're picking up the pace now, well done. Um, okay, well I give you a hard one again? Oh, we, you know, right, give you a hard one. Who plays in the Zvita Liga at the Benteler Arena?
1: Benteler Arena?
0: Don't know. Give you a hint, they've been a Bundesliga side recently.
1: Paderborn.
0: Yep. Okay, so you're on seven correct answers. So you're almost at what you thought you would get so far. That's not too bad. Um, we'll stick to Vitaliga. Who plays at the Millentorn Stadion? St Pauli. Yep. Uh, my mates have been there, I remember. Uh, I can't believe you said earlier, for Calgary's stadium, you said so? <laughs> Right, so you're on eight now. Um, and we are looking at back to the Bundesliga. Who plays at the Bay Arena? Uh, Leverkusen. Nine. Not bad. Stick to that. Here's a, here's a trickier one. Who plays at the pre zero arena in the Bundesliga? Hmm. Hoffenheim. Yep. Ten. That's you. You're getting double digits now. You're getting there. Uh, we'll stick to it. And who plays the Deutsche Bank Park in the Bundesliga?
1: Oh. Try to do this by eliminating teams. <laughs> no. So Who can it not be? Bielefeld?
0: No. Nope. Who was it? Oh, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I need to tell you the, um, that was Frankfurt. It used to be called the Commerzbank Arena, and it was recently changed. So I'll give you that. Uh, I do not know that. Just use that as that, your excuse. Um, back to his who plays at the Flyer Alarm Arena. Flyer, funny name. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a clue: cause, um they're a recently promoted team. Who came up? Ten. Oh, and that wise. Eight. They were at Twin Town. Seven.
1: I know. This is
0: where I know them from as well. Six. It's the one who's done Dundee, isn't it? Yeah. I can't give you the Show Sure name. Sure name. name. You nearly said it. But... Don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: I'll give you five, four, three.
1: Um, kickers, Boersburger
0: Kickers. There we go. I'll give you. I'll glad you away with that. So if you on eleven, uh, stick into this Vitaliga, and who plays at the Merkur Spiel Arena? My hint for you is I've been there.
1: Spioria.
0: My second. And you've been,
1: um, Dusseldorf? Yeah, Dusseldorf. Is
0: yeah. it? Yes. Well, okay, you're getting there now. You're getting there. Who plays in the Bundesliga at the VVK Arena or the WWK Arena? Augsburg. There we go. 12. Um who plays I could get this wrong then I'm losing you as a podcast host uh, who plays at the Ryan Energy Stadion oh, oh come God. on <laughs> got you there <laughs> FC Kelm stadium I've been to twice go to the, the that stadium if you've not been before you uh, Liga who plays at the Jan Stadion I'm not going to say the last word because it basically says the team's name uh, so, who plays at the Jan Stadion? I'll give you a close also in the team's name, but I, I can't tell you the full team's name. Jan? So, yeah.
1: Jan's in their name? In the Zweitliga.
0: Oh, Jan Regensburg. There we go. So, you're on 13 now. Stick to Zweitliga. Who plays at the Holstein Stadion? Holstein. That's one of
1: the bigger teams.
0: Holstein Stadion. Who plays the... Oh, <laughs> so catch you I the
1: catch on there. 14,
0: 14. I always catch you. I always got you there. Who plays the Shuko Arena in the Bundesliga? Shuko
1: Arena? Yeah. I think a teams have not actually said.
0: Bielefeld. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> yep, Bielefeld. So I see what, 14 now? No, 15, getting there, not bad. If you get 20, I I'll I'll, I think that's quite an impressive score. It's quite a hard quiz. And I hope that you give me a hard quiz next week after this one. Um, so who plays at Borussia Park? Gladbach. Gladbach. Okay, fifth, uh, 16. Who plays, I'll give you another hard one. Who plays at Stadion and der Bremerbrücke? Osnabrück. Well done.
1: Oh yeah, it's got that from the
0: yeah, last part. Just looking the name to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so seventeen, uh, who plays at the Merck Stadion and Falter Can you even repeat that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess get teams are not listed. Hanover. Wait. No, not Hanover. It is Darmstadt. But- you should probably should have wrote down the teams you've got right so that you don't yeah I should. Uh, that's for next time um, stick to this Vitaliga, and who plays at the Von- Vonovia Ruhr Stadion They've clues in their name the area they play in which is the Ruhr mm-hmm. do you know where the Ruhr is no <laughs> maybe a hint it's very close to me Dusseldorf you've already said Dusseldorf so I have. I'll, I'll give you another chance for that one. I think that's as close to you. Bochum? Yep. 18 now. So you had 20. I think you should be quite proud of yourself, to be honest. After saying you'd only get like 10. <laughs> it's not bad. Um so we'll go back to Bundesliga. So what we've got left in the Bundesliga. The Red Bull Arena. <laughs> White stick. Okay, 19. Uh, The Veltons Arena. Veltons. See, I'm trying to think of teams I've not said, I'm sure I wrote them down. (laughs) Bundesliga. Um, Who have I not said? No, it's not Stuttgart. I'll give you a guess because you kind of said that there, but you didn't say it. Stuttgart? Nope, Schalke. Oh. Okay. Uh, jump back to his Vital League. Uh Who plays at the Hardi Arena or the HDI Arena? Hanover. There's a H in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've had twenty. You've had twenty. You've had the twenty you wanted to get. Okay. So we're looking at Liga teams, and we've two left. We've not said, and you've got twenty points, and in the. Uh, Bundesliga we've not said we've not said five five in the Bundesliga two in the Vita Liga would you like to get the two Vita Liga ones out of the way let's
1: go for it because I think I know what two teams have not said so I've got a 50-50 chance
0: (laughs) I don't want to put you off but they're both quite difficult like stadium names Um, as in the first one is at the BVT Stadion I'm Hartzfeld Heidenheim nope Sandhausen, yep. I I feel like I shouldn't give you a point for this, but who plays at the Voith Arena? Heidenheim. There we go. So <laughs> 21 points. You have five Bundesliga teams. We're going to do this rapid fire. Let's see if you can get them all. Olympia Stadion, Hertha. 22. Who plays at the Mercedes Benz Arena? Um, why is my mind went blank? Stuttgart. Okay. Who plays at Opel Arena? Is that... uh, Mines? Yep. 24, I think you're on now. Who plays at the Stadion under Alton Furustai? Union Berlin. And your last one, who plays at the Volkswagen Arena? Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, there we go. So you ended up with 26. That's not terrible.
1: Not disastrous. Took a bit of... Kind of, you had to hold my hand for a few then. I did. <laughs> are,
0: you, um, are you looking forward to picking a, a difficult uh, quiz for me now after me um, surprising you with that one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to name Reggae in our Liga Stadiums and you have to tell me the capacity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I'll go, I'll go. With that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, so, right. So I after um Ronan listing off or me helping Ronan listing off all the, the, the Bundesliga Vitaly Bundesliga stadiums. Uh hopefully we can look at getting back to these stadiums um in the next season. I'm sure Ronan, after knowing all the names of them now, you can not wait to go to the Shuko Arena if you even remember what team played there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be everyone's tour guide now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate. Imagine we did the li- dirt League as well, though. How would you go on with that? Awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't
0: know any stadiums. I just list off the teams until I hit one.
1: <laughs> Definitely, it's oh, like, right? You know, I just go through the process. You just name a stadium and just be like Kaiser Sultan, eighteen sixty, Hansa Rostock, Dresden, blah 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 blah, until I get it.
0: Exactly. I thought I thought they had been too easy up until now, and we had to put one kind of we'll, we'll call it kind of. The world class difficulty, and so that's that's not a difficult, not the most difficult one, but quite a difficult one. So if we chuck one of them in there, um, well, I think I'm looking forward to mine next week now because I'm just going to make a right ask myself, um, so that'll be fun. But hopefully we've got a good match day coming up uh, for match day ten. Um, you know, Bill and derby, a couple of really good games coming up. Uh, hopefully in the run up to Christmas we'll try and get a couple of guests on. You know, kind of. Scottish guys coming up. I think we've got a couple ideas willing to to maybe get on. So, hopefully, um, it'll be a good match day. Um, From Friday to Monday, get your Bundesliga fix, get on the games. I think there should be at least four or five games as people show live in BT, and we will see you next week. Scotland have bounced back again here, yet again.